Blog Talk Radio. Hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. This is Wellness Wednesday, and I hope everybody's week is going good. And we've got a good show today. And I also wanted to say we need nine people, nine little likes on our Facebook page <laughs> before we have our contest. Y'all can do it. <laughs> I know you nine can. Just nine people. So just share it some more. And because I'm really anxious to get started, I'm finding really cool stuff for our prizes. And um, I'm, I'm ready for that. So share the page, Girl Power Half Hour on Facebook. Encourage your friends to like it and listen to the show. Yesterday's show got quite a few listens. Um, yes, it did. I guess things. Yeah, I guess anxiety is something we underestimated. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people are suffering from it and uh, needed a little bit of extra encouragement with it. Um, But today, we've got a really good topic. And I don't know, Tasha, do you remember Saturday Night Live? Of course. I watch it still to this day. Okay, I love it. Do you remember the family, the Winers? Oh, most definitely, yes. I loved them. I mean, they got yeah. on my nerves. But, oh, sure, of course. <laughs> but every time I saw the Winers, I thought of people that I knew, which I probably, they were probably thinking of me, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I loved that. And today we're going to be talking about venting, complaining, and whining. What are the differences? Are they the same thing? Are there differences? I never really even thought about it. You know, Tasha, you and I have talked about it, and I said, you know, I complain a lot, or I was whining about this, and you informed me that it wasn't whining. (laughs) 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 It was just voicing, you know, a legitimate complaint. Um, Right. But what, okay, what is the difference between venting, complaining, and whining? Okay, well, and first of all, yes, let me say that I'm interested in in looking into this and wanting to do a show is I have oftentimes, um, especially in, the instances where I'm trying to make something, whether it be a relationship or a work environment or, you know, some sort of relationship in my life better, um, I've often been accused of complaining or being negative. Um, I really wanted to look into this and see, okay, what is the real definition here? Because I don't see myself as as a negative person or a pessimistic person. I do see myself as a realist. I wouldn't necessarily call myself an optimist, but I'm a realist. And and when it comes to um, seeing where things could be improved in my life or in a situation that affects my life, I certainly want to voice, you know, my experience or suggestions. If I have a complaint about how something is being done and it is affecting me, I want to voice that too because that's a part of self-expression. It's the only way that we make headway and progress in our lives or in our relationships. Well, it turns out complaining and whining 
are distinguished by the nature of the dissatisfaction and the motivation for expressing it. So this particular definition I'm going to give you for both of these things, and venting for that matter, um, comes from psychology today. And we will post this on our page, uh, Girl Power Half Hour on Facebook, so you can have this as a reference. But here are the definitions. Before we do that, the guy who Mm -hmm. wrote that, the psychologist Mm -hmm. who wrote that, he's also a stand-up comic. He's also a stand-up comic. Oh, very cool. I didn't know that. Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Um, kind of fun. So I'm sure he's very well-versed in this and knowing the difference between the three because (laughs) comedians certainly... Yeah, comedians do their fair share of making complaints. Um, Complaining involves voicing fair and legitimate dissatisfactions with the goal of attaining a resolution or remedy. In other words, when you make a complaint, you have the motivation of making change. You want to remedy it or resolve it. It's not just for the sake of saying it. When we voice legitimate dissatisfactions but do so without the goal of attaining a resolution, then we are merely venting. So when you're just talking to someone about something that's going on, you don't really necessarily, you're not talking to that person. You're talking to maybe a friend about something that's happening, not necessarily looking for any resolution, just getting it out because it's something that's been stressful, that's venting. And when the dissatisfactions we voice are trivial, or inconsequential and not worthy of special special attention, then we are whining. In other words, if we go to, let's say, I'm just going to use a hypothetical situation. Let's say I go to my boss and I say, you know, um, I feel like maybe there, it, or I, I'm not really happy with the fact that the bathroom is never clean. Let's just use something really, you know, hypothetical here. I'm not really happy with the fact that the bathroom is never clean. Would it be possible for us to find someone to clean that? Or maybe there would be someone here that could take on that responsibility or whatever. That's a complaint. You're voicing, you know, a complaint. It's a legitimate and fair dissatisfaction. And the goal is to find someone to resolve that or to find a remedy there. If you were to talk to your friend, say I were to call you and say that bathroom at work, it's never clean, it's just getting on my nerves, it's just something that was, you know, obviously, I mean, it's, I feel like it's not, you know, there's a hygiene issue. I mean, if I were telling you about that and frustrated about it, then that's venting to you about the situation. If there was something going on at work that, you know, for instance, I couldn't control, let's say, for instance, the bathroom situation, uh, and there wasn't a way for me to get that, you know, resolved, then and if I'm telling you, then that's venting. However, let's just say that in terms of, we'll keep our same example, I go to the bathroom and the hand soap that we're using in the bathroom is not to my liking. Obviously, that's not a valid or fair, legitimate complaint. It isn't necessarily something that, would really be that big of a deal. And if I were to tell you or my boss that I don't like that hand soap because it smells funny, that would be whining. Because that is extremely trivial, inconsequential. Whether the hand soap is what it is or isn't, it isn't going to make a difference. 
Um, it has nothing to do with the cleanliness of the bathroom or any sort of sanitary issue, and therefore it's trivial. And it would simply be me whining, especially if I were to do that constantly to whomever would listen. Well, there's going to be a lot of people, though, who say, well, who's to say what's inconsequential and trivial? Right. You know, they're going to... The important factor to look at is, and of course, I mean, you have to remember that someone is... I'm playing the devil's advocate here. No, and and, and that's good. But someone who whines a lot, um, they're probably not going to know the difference. This is my personal opinion. This does not come from psychology today. This doesn't come from anybody but me. My personal opinion is that someone who whines a lot, especially about things like that, which are trivial and inconsequential, typically have a very entitled sense of self. Um, Some might call them spoiled. So they complain about things that are very petty and trivial because they're raised to do that or bored and have nothing better to do or think about and don't really know how to take anything and be grateful, but just seem to take everything for granted. And so little things like that also seem to bother them, where the rest of us can certainly let things like that go and just be grateful that there is soap in the bathroom, you know. Um, <laughs> that's that's the difference. But as you said, those that are typically doing that are probably not going to recognize it because to them it's a big deal because it's everything is relative, Right. So to them, it's a very big deal. So what they're saying and what they're feeling may seem like a very big thing. So to them, it isn't trivial because that's not the kind of soap I want. And so for them, that's not trivial. Well, for me, I've seen and been around people who do a lot of whining, and, uh, and it can be because they feel like they're entitled. But I also feel like sometimes they do it because of, you know, self-esteem or self-image, sure. you know, mm-hmm. and they're doing it to get some kind of a response to make themselves feel more important and, you know, be in the middle of things, basically, right. and get more attention brought to them. Right. I don't know if there's, you know, I don't know if that's correct or not, but that's just what I feel and what I've seen. Right. And the interesting thing, and, you know, they... On this particular article that we've talked about, you know, I I do agree that people probably do it in an effort to get attention, but in this article, and you and I discussed this before the show started, Mm -hmm. the interesting thing is that it actually does the opposite because it's kind of like the boy who cried wolf, right? Right. I mean, anyone that whines constantly, you're going to start to lump everything they say into the whining category. So if they ever do have a valid complaint, if they ever really do have a valid dissatisfaction with something that is legitimate, that is consequential, that isn't trivial, you're not going to listen to them because, unfortunately, they've complained or vented in their eyes, not in our eyes. In our eyes, they're Mm -hmm. whining. But they have done that so much that everything is negative. Everything is, you know, a dissatisfaction for them, regardless of how big or small. And so you're not going to listen to anything they say. So that ends up getting the opposite objective met for them 
because then mm-hmm. they no one pays attention to anything they say anymore. They don't get any attention for you know for what they're doing. And unfortunately, if they ever really do have a boundary they need to set, it really isn't possible anymore to set it and they because no one's taking them seriously. And that's unfortunate so, for, for that person. And good luck having people around them to to vent too. Right. You know, exactly. when the time comes because people are gonna just when they need to clear. Exactly. Right. 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 Well then you know um, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say uh, to let the listeners know what you know what study we're referencing in the article, um, and I'm just going to read it quickly, just kind of what, what they said. And again, we're going to post this on our page. If you want more information, you can certainly read it. Um, this they did this study. Um, basically, what this article is saying is how we d- express our dissatisfactions has a significant impact on how we are perceived by those whom we voice them, which is basically what you just said, you know, and that good luck mm-hmm. with having someone around you to vent to or complain to when you actually need to do either one of those things because people are going to perceive you a certain way. So this new study uh, expands this body of knowledge by demonstrating that children as young as three years old can, distingu- can distinguish between complaining and whining and they respond accordingly. Three-year-old people, three-year-old. Three so we, we yeah. have a, in the first, you know, that tells you a lot. In the first part of the study, toddlers were exposed to an adult who displayed emotional distress to different situations. Some of the situations involved legitimate harm, such as one adult dropping the lid of a toy box on another's hand, and some involved the adult overreacting to a minor inconvenience such as having their shirt sleeves snagged on a toy box lid. Obviously, one is actually consequential and the other one is trivial. The adult responded to all act, all incidents by pouting, frowning, and whimpering, regardless you know, which one they responded the same. In the second part of the study, the child was given two helium balloons and the adult was given one. The adult then accidentally let go of their helium balloon and again displayed signs of distress. The children were much quicker to offer the adult one of their balloons if they had previously witnessed them being distressed for justifiable reasons, like having their hand caught in the toy box. Then they were, had they witnessed them being distressed for unjustifiable ones, like having their shirt sleeves snagged in the toy box. The study demonstrated, obviously, that children as young as three years old can distinguish legitimate complaints from whining and display empathy accordingly. In other words, if they were to notice that you were whining about something, even though they don't really even know that word yet, they can put together that you are someone that is just going to be upset with just about anything, regardless of how big or small. And they're not going to have empathy for that. And that's what it's about, like you said. No one's going to be there and be empathic to someone who is constantly whining. But for someone who is making valid, legitimate complaints and has a valid, legitimate reason, and if they need to vent, even if they're not really looking for resolution, they just need to vent. And I don't know how many times I've told you flat out, Annette, I need to vent, and you've done the same yeah. way. We, we, know, we know what we're doing. You know, We know that we need to get it out. We need to just talk about it because it, we don't want to hold it in, and we don't have anyone else that we want to talk to about it, and that's your safe person. We know that that's what that is. And we well, don't necessarily want answers, you know. Right, just, exactly. 
You we just, just want to get it to out. get that energy out there, and that's right. important. It's just exactly. amazing to me that those three-year-olds, right? How how brilliant are they? <laughs> you I know. know how you know to be able to pick up on that, right? And to be able to say, "Heck, no, you're not getting my balloon." <laughs> you know? Exactly. Because you're going to be whining about everything. You know, even if I give you this balloon, you're going to whine about the that's color. Right. You know, yeah, I'm exactly sure they're right. not going to do that in your head, but. You know, they're they're recognizing those two different types of reactions and reacting appropriately, you know. Exactly. For both and, of them. And, you know, a, a child at three years old obviously is um, very capable of empathy like anyone else, and so they know exactly where they need to place that. They know that... Mm-hmm you know, this is not that big of a deal. And we saw how you acted before, and clearly this is just who you are. But they, they're able to empathize with someone who, you know, was hurt earlier and actually had a reason to complain. They they will empathize with that. And I think that's very, very, very important to know for yourself because if you did have a legitimate reason to discuss something at work or in a, in your relationship, whether it be with a friend or a significant other, anywhere in your life, in a family member, where you have a legitimate, valid reason for dissatisfaction, and you certainly have a right, it is one of your rights to express that for yourself, for your health, for your sanity. It's important to do that. And communication, it's a part of it. I mean, that is what communication is about. If something is dissatisfying for you and it's a legitimate, valid dissatisfaction and it is causing you harm, whether it be mental, spiritual, emotional, physical, it is important for you to express it to the right person in an effort to get it resolved and to find a remedy for it. Same with venting. Like Annette just said, it's important for you to get that out, that negative energy and not hold it in because we all have a buildup of stress, and and sometimes it, well, many times, it's stress caused by things we can't control, but we need to be able to vent about it. Even though there really isn't anything we can do to change it, resolve it, you know, oftentimes there are things that frustrate me, for instance, things in the world that I don't even live around, I can't do anything about. Um, I see all the time when I get on my Facebook page, you know, dogs that are being harmed or that are homeless, and I can't actually go and save all of them. But I vent to you about that mm-hmm. and that numerous times, and, yeah. and we do that back and forth because it's very painful. It's something that we hate to see, but we can't really do anything other than, you know, share their pictures and try to go home and do whatever we can. And we can't really do anything particularly to stop it, but we can certainly talk about it because it is painful. Um, you know, at the same time, if you're someone that is constantly um, – Really, I, I don't even know. I think in my eyes, whining is a dramatization is to me. Um, when people are overly dramatic, they're making mountains out of molehills, um, it's very frustrating and annoying for someone to hear that all the time. Now, let me say this, and I just keep kind of reiterating it. Abusers, people who are controlling or abusive, will manipulate you and can be a significant co-worker 
they will manipulate you and try to dismiss your valid, legitimate dissatisfactions, your valid, legitimate complaints, that you're whining or tell you that you're negative or that you're just complaining and try to put it back on you because they don't actually know that it's okay to make a valid, legitimate complaint if something is not okay with you, if something is hurting you, if your experience is negative, it's important to bring that to someone's attention. It's very important, in other words, to know yourself and say, is this really something that's hurting me? Is this really something that is bothering me? I have a right to say that to someone. And if you honestly are in kind of convoluted and not really sure if it's because I've been there, I've been there yeah. where someone has manipulated me so to the point that I'm not sure what's up or down. And every single time Annette knows this because I've I've done it with her many times. I need to bounce something off you, Annette, so I always say. And I need you to tell me if if this is me overreacting or if I have a valid complaint here. Like if is this you know, is what I'm is this valid? Like would you feel this way or am am I being, you know, a little over whatever the word, and and you'll give me honest feedback. So sometimes it's important to talk to someone else and get some honest feedback about it, maybe before you really pursue any action of any kind, just to make sure that you know, you're you're not maybe uh, being overwhelmed somehow. Because sometimes we can, you know, too, that when we're really uh, stressed out, overwhelmed, or possibly even going through depression. Uh, we've talked about that a couple of times yeah. now with our shows. We can overreact to things that might not necessarily affect us as deeply on any other given day. So sometimes it is important to get some feedback from someone else. But never, ever think that you don't have a right to say what's on your mind simply because it might come across as a complaint. You have a right to make complaints. You have a right to vent. You need to vent. Well, com- it's healthy yeah, to do complain- that. Complaining is a part of of uh, setting boundaries. Exactly. You know, you're, you're talking to somebody and you're saying, you know, this is really bothering me. Right. And exactly. you use that as a way, of, a lead-in to talk it over and set boundaries for, for yourself, right. which is so important. Right. And I also have whining along with lots of other things, I really do feel like we do out of habit sometimes. Right. It's so ingrained in what we, you know, how we live that it is a habit. And we have to recognize that and make the decision. I know people don't ever want to hear that. You have to make the decision to change it. And be more aware of what you're saying, how you're saying it, you know, and like you said, is this, you know, something that I need to to focus on? Is this something I need to complain about? Or is it really trivial in the light of everything, you know? Right. And you have to go through that scenario and that self-talk and talking to other people about it, safe people about it, to figure out, okay, Yes, I'm I'm whining again. Okay, this is I I'm going to stop this. You know, I need to really go over my self-talk again and figure out that this is not what I want to do. I want to find legitimate things to complain about if I need to. 
but this right. is trivial. So we have to make right. that decision for ourselves, and it's not easy. You know, it really isn't right. easy. There's so many things that we just do out of habit, you know, and we have to figure well, those things out. Don't you think, too, that it's possible? I, again, this is just, I don't really know. I haven't read this anywhere, um, but I've, I've experienced it. And don't you think it's possible, too, that sometimes, you know, as I said earlier, my opinion being that a lot of times people that are whining are really entitled and or feel that they are um, but then I think about, you know, other areas in, in which I've experienced whining, I guess, and, and I I wonder if maybe some of that is if someone is depressed. I mean, when you're depressed, you see things very negatively. That's what your focus is on. So everything is perceived as a negative. That's when you're depressed, that's right. all you're really capable of focusing on or even really seeing is the negative, which is what keeps you depressed. You know? I mean, you're just, it's a vicious cycle because that's kind of all you focus on and that negativity makes you more depressed and so forth and so on. And so, of course, it would make sense that you would end up feeling as, I mean, people would end up feeling as though you whine all the time because mm-hmm. they're only hearing you talk about everything very negatively. Nothing is ever really good. Everything is sad, you know, everything, everything. So there really isn't anything valid anymore after that because you're just seen as a negative individual. Right. And, and you know, as as you're going through depression and, and you're, for me, I'm either, I try not to whine usually when I'm depressed, but I usually find that when I'm depressed, I bottle it up more. I don't say anything. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I just kind of go with flow and just within work I'm complaining and I'm whining, right. you know. But if we do, while we're going through depression or, you know, anxiety or whatever you want to call it, we start whining and, and, you know, whining about things and having that real negative outlook, then it can become that habit even as we're coming out of that depression. Right. Because we've done it. Usually people are depressed for long periods of time before they ever get help. And by then... It's pretty much ingrained in who you are, you know, so you have to stop and realize that, oh, this is the way I'm thinking and this is what I'm saying, and so I need to stop this and I need to change, be more aware of my my self-talk and what I'm just blurting out, <laughs> you know, right. my mouth. And I'm, you know, trying not to com- complain as much. I'm really not complain, but whine as much. And see, right. I'm getting those those words. I'm interchanging oh, it's those. Difficult. And, not really. yeah, and, and uh, the reason that we do it is because we hear it all the time. In fact, I say venting a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I don't use the word complaining because I think of that as like a a negative thing. In fact, I always say, yeah. you know, I don't like the word criticism and I don't like the word complaint. So I always say that I'm giving either constructive feedback, which is what other people refer to as criticism and yeah. or I'm giving, you know, or I'm giving feedback, which is like a complaint, you know, which is what other people right. see as a complaint. But, you know, when I, when I start using the terms as they're presented in this article, I get them intertwined too because we don't really hear any difference. In fact, most of what our society would say, at least what I hear most of the time, 
complaining and whining are the same. And the difference is that whining is more like a street term, like that people would use, yeah. you know, and complaining is more like the, you know, technical term that people would call it. And I think that, you know, it's interesting that we've kind of all had the wrong definitions all along because when you think about it, when you go to um, file a complaint against someone, um, mm-hmm. that's obviously very legitimate. I mean, we've heard that forever. Yeah. So making a complaint or filing a complaint, um, restaurants ask you for complaints, you know, or suggestions, and we don't think anything of that. You know, nobody says, you know, that you need to file your whining. So we know that there's a difference when we when we discuss it in that way. I think it's really important for us to start looking at the difference in terms because I think it's one way that people have kept other people from setting boundaries. And it's probably one reason why so many are uncomfortable setting boundaries. They're so uncomfortable voicing their complaints. They're very uncomfortable voicing their needs because they don't want to be viewed as a whiner. They don't want to be viewed as a negative person or a pessimist. I can't tell you how much damage... And you and I discussed it many times. I know we're running out of time, but really quickly, I can't tell you how much damage I feel like that positive thinking stuff did because it did that. It made people think they couldn't say what they needed to say because they didn't want to be a negative person. Oh, we need to talk about that on the show. I We really do. (laughs) So, all right. Well, this has been a good show. I've enjoyed learning the differences. And tomorrow... We're going to be learning all about threads, walk, and rock. Walk and rock, excuse me. Uh, with Tasha Humphreys, the creator, uh, the infamous creator. <laughs> and the show is coming up soon, so uh, want her to be able to tell us all about it and yeah, how it came I... about and how it's, you know, evolved. So this is going to be really cool. So we will see you tomorrow for Thoughtful Thursday.